Since we were youngsters, there's one sweet treat that has always taken the cake. Although it's usually associated with summertime, there's no wrong time, place, or way to enjoy it. Whether it's soft serve, hard, or homemade, in a cone, a dish, or even a tub, it will melt your blues away while satisfying your sweet tooth. Ice cream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream on today's FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. You got it. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to FYI for your English, the podcast where we look at all different subjects every week and we delve into them and we learn about those subjects and we learn lots of vocabulary in English to boot. To boot is another way of saying as well. También in Spanish. All right, guys. Well, welcome to the program. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you enjoy this podcast, remember, wherever you listen, whether that's iTunes, iVox, Spotify, make sure you give us a rating, una valoración. If you like the show, give us five stars. And if you have an extra minute, well, leave a little review as well. We'd love to hear from you. And this way, the show can continue to improve. If you haven't realized, today we're talking about ice cream. And I've got to say, if there's one thing that I think everybody likes, it doesn't matter how fussy or how picky. These are two words that are synonyms. Fussy or picky is sticky smikis in Spanish. It makes sense because to pick is escoger. So if you're picky, you're like, mm, I don't know if I like that flavor. I don't know if I like that or the other thing. And you want to know something? Your teacher, your amigo, is very, very picky. I have to say, I am truly picky. I wish I weren't so picky, but I am. And I'm trying new things. Estoy probando cosas nuevas. But what am I getting at? I think everybody, even the pickiest person in the whole wide world, loves ice cream. Maybe we can't agree on the flavor, but we all love ice cream. In fact, if there's anybody out there who doesn't like ice cream, let me know, because you are a strange breed, una raza rara. If you grew up in the United States, you probably recognize that jingle, that music that we played at the beginning of the show in the intro. And this is the music from the ice cream truck. Now, I haven't seen any of these in Spain. Nevertheless, in the United States, it is a part of our childhood. Nuestra juventud, niñez, our youth. Our childhood. When I hear that music, something inside me goes crazy. I start to salivate or drool, as we say. Se me cae la baba. My ears perk up and I say, where's the ice cream guy? Because we used to have in the United States an ice cream truck that would go around to all the different neighborhoods and they would play some music just to let people know they were coming. When you heard that music, I am telling you, I don't care where you lived, how far away, you went running. You grabbed your spare change, tu calderilla, and you went running after that ice cream truck. There was always a line, una cola. What an idea. Bring the ice cream to the kids. 
as far as I know, que yo sepa, you guys don't really have ice cream trucks in Spain. It's not a thing. Whereas you do have ice cream stands, puestos. I remember having a lot of those here in Almería and in Madrid. There are a lot of ice cream stands, right? Puestos. But ice cream trucks, are those a thing in Spain? Hey, there's a good business idea. Another thing I think about is Dairy Queen. Anybody who's ever gone to the United States might recognize Dairy Queen. Firstly, the word dairy is lácteo, dairy. So, la reina de lácteo. Yes, it's an ice cream place. It's a chain, una cadena, that is very, very famous. And I remember after our baseball games, we would go there and we would get some ice cream and celebrate whether we won, lost, or drew right? To draw or to tie us empatar. It is linked to some of my earliest childhood memories all through youth, even adolescence, teenagers. I mean, when do we stop loving ice cream? Anyone? Anyone? I didn't think so. So if you ever go to the United States, you have to try Dairy Queen. My personal favorite is vanilla with cherry dip. And this is a vanilla cone, un cono o cucurucho, I think you say as well. Vamos a ver la pronunciación. Vanilla. Vanilla. No, vainilla, right? The V is vanilla. And what they do is they dip it in this cherry sauce, cherry es cereza, and then it hardens, se endurece, and it makes like this layer, una capa. Oh, man, my mouth is watering right now. I would do anything for a vanilla with cherry dip from DQ. Oh, by the way, Dairy Queen is so common, we call it DQ. There's another business idea. Anybody looking to open a franchise, you could open a DQ here in Spain. All right, so let's look at the intro because I like to put some vocab in there that I can teach you as well. I said, since we were youngsters. Now, first, I'd like to look at that word since. Since. I've heard a lot of my students say science, and it's not pronounced science. It's since. Since we were youngsters. I think a good translation for youngsters would be jovenzuelos. There's one sweet treat. Now, a treat is un dulce, algo bueno, algo rico, a sweet treat that has always taken the cake. I know, I probably confused a few of you here when I said cake, because you probably thought that today's episode was about cake. But no, this is an idiomatic expression. To take the cake, I think the equivalent in Spanish would be llevarse la palma. If something takes the cake, se lleva la palma. I said, it has always taken the cake. Siempre se ha llevado la palma. Although, although is aunque. Now, we have a few different ways we can say this. Write these down. Although, even though, and though. I chose although. I don't know why, but they're interchangeable. Although it's usually associated with summertime, summertime is just another way to say summer. El verano, summertime. I think a lot of you probably know it from a song. Summer, summer, summertime. There are many songs that have the word summertime in it, including one by Janis Joplin as well. Summertime, 
time, time, when living's easy now. So many songs where you'll hear references to summertime. Then I said, there's no wrong time, place, or way to enjoy it. No hay forma equivocada o mala donde disfrutar de ello. Whether it's soft serve. Let's look at this word weather, too. This is a good word because I know many of you know the word weather as tiempo. But the word weather, spelt W-H-E-T-H-E-R, is independientemente o si. So uh, it's a good one to know, and it's a homophone for the word weather, which you already know. You just have to realize that it is spelled differently than weather, but pronounced exactly the same, okay? So whether it's soft serve... Soft service, this soft ice cream that usually comes from a machine. In fact, when I think of Dairy Queen, I think of soft serve ice cream. That's their specialty. Thinking about it, I don't even think they have hard ice cream like the gelato style. It's all soft serve. And I must say, soft serve ice cream is really yummy. Then I said homemade. Homemade is obviously hecho en casa o casero. In a cone, cucurucho, a cone, a dish. Now, a dish is how I think you would say a tarina, una tarina, right? A dish. In a cone, a dish, or even a tub. And when I think of a tub, I think of a big container of ice cream. So remember, depending on if you're going to share it or eat it by yourself, you'll be having a cone, a dish, or a tub. Although, can I be honest with you? I've been known to eat a tub of ice cream all by myself. I'm not proud of it. I'm just being honest with you. Then I tried to make another pun over here. Pun es un juego de palabras. I said it will melt your blues away. Now this is a great word because the word to melt is what ice cream does when it's hot outside. If you don't eat your ice cream fast enough, it will melt. And you say derretirse in Spanish. But also to melt something away is also used in the figurative sense. Excuse me. Desvanecerse. So it will melt your blues away. Basically, what I'm saying is it will make your sadness, tristeza, your blues, melt away, disappear. It's true. Ice cream has that. I don't know if it's been scientifically proven, but I'll tell you something. Anytime I'm not feeling too good or I'm in a bad mood or I'm down in the dumps, triste, that's nothing a, a, a nice cone of ice cream can't fix. Arreglar is to fix. The next word I said is sweet tooth. I said it satisfies your sweet tooth. In English, if you like sweets, if you like sweet things, we say you have a sweet tooth. I think in Spanish you say goloso. If you say I have a sweet tooth, you're saying soy goloso. And then I said this age-old saying, this age-old play on words that we've been saying since we were kids. And if you guys aren't familiar with it, it's a funny one. And it goes like this. I scream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. And if you see what I did there, I scream, yo grito. This is a really good lesson that we can learn from here because a lot of my students, they say, I scream, para decir yo grito, I scream. But if you think about it, as ice, 
And you can't put that E sound in there. So I scream, you scream. You see, it's a good way to practice omission of that E, E, E sound before the S. I scream. I speak Spanish. It's almost like saying ice, not I scream or I speak Spanish. You know, I scream, I speak Spanish. See? Sounds pretty similar to ice cream. We can't talk about ice cream without talking about favorite flavors. And I've got to say something. There are a lot of great flavors out there, especially Ben and Jerry. I don't know if you guys are fans of Ben and Jerry's. Oh, man, such good ice cream. And in fact, in the bonus part of today's show, we're going to look at how Ben and Jerry's changed the game forever. To change the game is cambiar las reglas del juego. A little mom and pop, como decimos, una empresa pequeña, a mom and pop shop. But let's look at some more common flavors right now. Now, my favorite flavor, I know you're going to say, Alberto, you are boring. Eres un aburrido. But my favorite flavor is vanilla. I don't know why I like vanilla. All kinds of vanilla. French vanilla. I like vanilla with the vanilla beans in it when it has little pieces of the vanilla beans. I'm not a big chocolate fan. And people think I'm crazy. But, you know, because chocolate is probably with vanilla. Those are the two top flavors. Chocolate and vanilla. And maybe strawberry is a close third. But really the battle is against vanilla and chocolate. So are you guys chocolate lovers? or vanilla lovers. I've got to tell you something. If you're a chocolate lover, then you have to know how to pronounce this word. Chocolate, not chocolate, chocolate. Say it with me, chocolate. And then pistachio, that's a really good one too. I have to say, I like pistachio. Mint ice cream, I've never been a big fan of mint ice cream, de menta, because, well, I've got to say, mint ice cream, it, it reminds me of mouthwash, enjuague bucal. I know, I know that chocolate and mint is a nice mix, but it's just not my cup of tea. No es lo mío. So where do we eat ice cream? Well, obviously we eat ice cream at home. We can eat ice cream anywhere, really, these days. But back in the day, you could only eat ice cream at an ice cream parlor. We call it an ice cream parlor. Now, you can say an ice cream shop, but it wouldn't be as common, and people would understand you. But in the States, we say an ice cream parlor. And this is an interesting word because it's a word, a French word, that comes from the Middle Ages. And those of you who know French, sounds like a familiar word, right? Parlez-vous Francais? Parlez, excuse my French, French pronunciation, parlez, which is to speak. But you're saying, what does ice cream have to do with speaking? Well, it was a room or a place where people came together to talk. And what do you do when you're having ice cream with your friends? Well, you have a chat as well. It comes from the French words to speak. And it's interesting because it's not the only place that we call a parlor in the English language. As I just said, we have an ice cream parlor. We have beauty parlors. A place where you eat pizza is called a pizza parlor, a tattoo parlor, and even funeral parlors. Even though that one's a weird one because you shouldn't be talking too much at a funeral. You're supposed to be silent and in mourning, de luto. But uh, hey, no one ever said that English was a normal language. 
when my mom was a kid, people used to hang out at the ice cream parlors and they would split a banana split. <laughs> okay, well, hey, I know it's a corny joke, but if it helps you remember to split es compartir o dividir, then my job is done. Let's split a banana split. Vamos a compartir un banana split. There was a, a downfall of ice cream parlors. And this was because now they found a way to freeze the ice cream and sell it commercially at grocery stores. Grocery store is another way to say supermarket. Until you got to nowadays where you can buy ice cream at the corner gas station. It's available everywhere. So obviously, this caused a downfall in ice cream parlors. People started to consume this stuff at home, too. But as with every classic thing, there was a resurgence. Because people said, okay, yeah, we like having this ice cream at home and the convenience of watching a movie and having ice cream, but... There's something special about going to an ice cream parlor and ordering an ice cream and having an ice cream out. And if you'll notice, a lot of movies in the 50s and 60s in the United States, there's so many scenes, escenas, where they're sharing an ice cream. So just like drive-in movies, uh, an episode that we did uh, a few weeks ago, ice cream parlors were a part of American culture and obviously not just American culture. So, where did it all start? Well, we have to rewind between 3,000 and 4,000 years. So, let's go. And where are we? You guessed it. We're in China. Why does everything start in China? That's crazy. Well, the first primitive ice cream that they found was in China, and it was made from honey, fruit juice, and obviously snow or ice. They used real snow, nieve, or ice to make this. And, well, China wasn't the only one experimenting with these cold refreshments. In ancient Greece, Rome, Egypt, careful with the pronunciation, it's not Egypt, it's Egypt. Also in Iran, uh, they have a history of ice cream. So China was doing their thing, and that's one of the earliest recipes. But everybody was experimenting. Everybody wanted to cool down. And, of course, they started to mix different things, ingredients, with snow and ice. Alexander the Great, Alejandro el Magno, one of the most notable leaders ever. Well, according to rumors, he was known to enjoy these frozen treats that weren't called ice cream yet, but it was a, a treat that he enjoyed with milk, honey, and fruit, and wine. Yeah, Alexander the Great knew he, what he was doing. He put a little kick, un poco de punch, a little bit of kick into his ice cream. Yeah, and... The Egyptians as well, as I said, uh, they used to serve their guests fruit mixed with snow from the mountains of Lebanon. And this was kind of like a sorbet. You got to remember, until they added milk, it was more of a sorbet, right? You say sorbete, I think. We say sorbet. We, we don't pronounce that E-T, just like the word filet 
or ballet. A lot of French words that we use in English, that ET is pronounced A. So then between 900 AD and 1000 AD, Arabs brought this sorbet to Sicily. And that's when they started going crazy. You know the Italians, you know the Sicilians. I can say it because my family is Sicilian and they are Italian. We're a little bit crazy. Mamma mia! In a good way, of course. We're a little bit nuts. Nuts is another way to say crazy. And we started mixing everything with this. I mean, asparagus, cheese, breadcrumbs, all kinds of different things. Not just fruit. Uh, cinnamon, ginger, jengibre. So this is why Sicily is known as one of the earliest places where ice cream was developed because they really started to experiment with it. And now, as you know, if you go to Japan, um, you can get black bean ice cream. You can get uh, sesame ice cream. And in fact, we're going to take a look at uh, all these different toppings. Toppings are things that you put on top of ice cream. Makes sense, right? You put toppings on top of ice cream. I love it when English makes sense. And we're going to look at all these common toppings plus the accidental history of the waffle cone. What is the waffle cone? This is the cucuruchu de gofre, waffle. Now, this next part blows my mind here. In the Middle Ages, society kind of forgot about ice cream. They forgot about this frozen treat. It kind of disappeared into obscurity. But thanks Marco Polo, uh, he returned from a trip to China in 1292, in the year 1292, and he provided some recipes, receta, for this ice cream that he had tasted in China. And, well, it started to get popular in Italy again. Then uh, France adopted these traditions of mixing things with ice and snow, and it became something that was reserved for royalty. And, uh, well, now, as we know, now it's available to everyone. But at one point, it was something for the high class. It wasn't accessible to everybody. And then in the late 1600s, finales de los 1600, uh, that's when it was brought to the United States by the American colonists. At that point, ice cream was unstoppable. So we've already talked about how many different flavors you can come up with and how many different things can be used when making ice cream. But what are the main ingredients? Well, it's an emulsion emulsion, I think you say in Spanish, that is made with water, ice, milk fat, protein, sugar, salt, and don't forget about the most important ingredient, air. That's right. You need air to make ice cream. And well, folks, just talking about it right now, I've got to say, I am dying for an ice cream. Anybody else want an ice cream? I think I'm going to go get myself an ice cream right now and prepare for the bonus part of today's show. If you'd like to join us in the bonus part of today's show, we're going to talk about a lot of interesting things. I'm going to tell you 
why Charles Dickens wasn't such a big fan of ice cream culture. I'll also tell you why ice cream testers taste ice cream with a golden spoon. Plus, I'll tell you how Ben and Jerry's changed the game forever. And don't forget about the toppings. We're also going to look at all your favorite toppings. So if you want to get that information, plus join us for some more vocabulary, review classes, and you want to get PDFs, all kinds of extra bonus exclusive content, all you have to do is go over to Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso, and you can support me for as little as three euros a month. As I said, this podcast is self-produced, so if you like it and you want to become a member and get exclusive content, I would love for you to join us over on Patreon. And this way, you can hear the bonus part of the show every week, as well as much, much more. And while we're at it, I want to send a shout out to my patrons, because this would not be possible without them. So thank you so much to my super duper students, Eva, Desiree, Susie, Isa, Alex, Boris, and Lolis. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Carmen, Diana, and Pilar. And there are so many more who I don't have time to mention, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Guys, if you'd love to join our community, we'd love to have you. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. That's it for this episode of FYI.